Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talkin' BS. My name is Van Santos, and as always, I'm joined by my old pal, Corey Bell. In light of recent events, this week we talked about gun violence. We discussed our country's issue with mass shootings, possible solutions, and the intersection that guns have with so many of our other issues. We also got sidetracked early on with a conversation about free speech and QAnon. You're now listening to episode 19, titled Gun Violence, Free Speech, and QAnon. This is Talkin' BS. So the past uh, seven days, right, we've, we've just coming off of these shootings that we've seen in a grocery store in Colorado. Week before that, we had the Atlanta spa shootings. Over a seven-day stretch there, there were seven mass shootings. So it's like as soon as things start opening back up and getting back to normal, we're getting back to the normal of gun violence. Yeah, which spurs this week's topic, which is gun violence. Um, first of all, if you're hearing some some tinkering in the uh, in the background there, it is pouring at Corey's house. We were supposed to have tornadoes and stuff here, so we're just gonna we're just rolling with it. Uh, but yeah, it's been a it's been pretty wild, um, considering that I've been very excited. Even last week, we're talking about sports and getting back to normal. Um, and then it just hits you like a ton of bricks right in the face. And it's like, well, I guess we're back to that again. You know, that was one of the few positives that COVID brought was uh, all of a sudden, uh, maybe it was just less on the news, but just there wasn't an opportunity for people to just open up and just fire down, just mow down people in grocery stores and at movie theaters and in clubs and at spas and all that stuff. So, yeah, we, we lived about a year and a, half, a year or so without hearing a lot about a lot of gun violence. And uh, it seems like we're right back at it again. The, the, the crazy thing, right? Cause you think about it and you try to relate it in different ways. Um, you know, I think this topic always becomes more mainstream after a mass shooting. Uh, you know, you look at it and unfortunately I think it's become way too politically div- divisive where it really shouldn't be. There's a lot of points and, and we'll go through them you know, as we continue this conversation, but you know, that people actually agree on. So it's, it's a little frustrating at times that there's nothing to really do it. And I mean, I'll, I'll just tell you straight up the, the biggest, most frustrating thing for me is thoughts and prayers. Yeah. I hear, I I hear that a lot. The frustration with that. I hear that a lot. Cannot stand it. I, I like thoughts and prayers are great. Like that, that, that's not like it should ever, it should never be diminished to that point. But we, I'm tired of hearing it because ain't nothing happening with it. It, it seems to be an issue that uh, maybe, f- I mean, for lack of action, continues to be an issue. And, and you know, they talk about insanity being doing the same thing over again and expecting a different result. It's like, it's like we're not doing anything to fix the problem. So the problem is going to still continue to be a problem. And it's multi-layered, and we're going to go into that. But, hey, before we get too far into it, I figured we'd start at the beginning 
and and how we got here. Um, I have this weird feeling about the United States sometimes. Oh, it is really raining at your place. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Dude, I just I got really it intense. Is, it is coming down. We'll see how we'll see how well everybody can hear that at home. But um, I have this weird feeling, and and it's kind of it's built over the last couple of years where it seems like a lot of times our freedoms that we have as a nation and, and the freedoms that we have as people in this country, um, get abused a lot. And I have this scary feeling that, that our freedoms will actually be our downfall one day. Um, that not in like a chaotic apocalyptic way, but it, our, our freedoms right now are kind of tear us apart on a lot of things as well. So on this particular one, the Second Amendment, that's where it all starts as far as gun ownership goes. Can we, hold on, I want to back into that for a second. Yeah. Because uh, I think that's an interesting take. Uh, it's almost, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? I mean, that's, that, that's what it all boils down to. But I think what you have to do is, is when you're thinking of that and looking at that, I, I believe those, that was written in that order for a reason. Right. I mean, I think that if you look at it from a perspective that life, you know, your right to live and your right to life, that's 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 you, man. Like, that's the very first thing, as long as it's not infringing on that on that next part. Right. And then on the yeah, I think it builds And honestly, I really do. And I think it's kind of what the intent was uh, for those three. I mean, it's hard for us to say a document 260 years ago, you know, whatever is this is the intent of this document. None of us were there. Right. We don't specifically know it's we have a pretty good idea. I mean, I'm not going to try to sit here and say we don't. But at the same time, you look at all these constitutional lawyers and you can speak to this better than I can by a long shot. You know, somebody who studies constitutional law, there is there's a reason there's a million of them, because there's a million different interpretations of the same words. It's the same words. So, like you talked about taking your freedoms too far. I mean, let's just start with the First Amendment. All right, let's just start there. Let's just, just start. We'll go one and then two. But you know, freedom of speech and the freedom of expression, right? Talking through that has gotten to crazy levels. And you and I were texting back and forth and, and talking earlier this week about that documentary out on HBO on QAnon stuff. And it goes into that specific topic. And I just thought that that was pure insanity that, you know, if you haven't watched it, I, I would recommend it if you have HBO. It is incredibly interesting. I, I don't want to really go down the Q conspiracy rabbit hole, but I wouldn't mind us circling it back to the to the First Amendment. I'll, I'll let you kind of take it on because I think you could probably speak about it a little more uh, intelligently than I could. No, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I was getting at was uh, it, it's a sad thought, but the idea that, you know, we're – People are bad, <laughs> you know, the bad apples. Remember, I jacked that one up last last week. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's like I think back to my management days as well. Like I gave certain leeways or freedoms with certain with with the team to do certain things. But there's always that those two at the bottom that are going to take it as far as possible. The give an inch, take a mile kind of thing, and uh, and that's where you get. I feel like you get extremism. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, you know, there's going to be people on both sides and we're in a hyper partisan atmosphere right now. So any, any sort of issue like this first amendment, second amendment, freedom of speech, right to bear arms. I, there's for whatever reason, 
we're just very extreme right now. So um, that was not as intelligent as you expected it to be. But uh, that's kind of that's kind of where I was coming from, and I, I kind of apply that. I, I don't want to believe that, but that's kind of the truth. I'm also saying, I'm also not saying that we don't need any freedom at all because that's those are the fundamental principles of our our nation. Um, it's just a difficult. I, I think we need a little guidance. How about that? I'm not going to say we need to put mass restrictions on certain things, speech or otherwise. I'm just saying, lead us in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, you should be able to, you know, freely make a choice, but we need some leadership to kind of just nudge us in the right direction um, for the good of the world at this point, you know? So I digress. Go ahead. No, I, just, I think it's interesting, right? I mean, like, especially when you talk through that particular, you know, instance and that, and that deal, I mean, I didn't realize that like stuff like Reddit that you think is just wide open and you can do whatever you can. You really can. It actually is moderated to a degree. It is, you know, everything. The website 8chan, I guess is what, you know, Q had, had been using to do his his drops and, and all that kind of information stuff, but it was anonymous and there was no way to really track who was who. And you could say and do whatever you wanted. And in all honesty, the people that attracted are, are the, the bad uh, yeah. in society, you know, like I don't think any moral upstanding citizen really goes to that level. I really don't, you know, everyone has their demons, right? Like I don't, ever want to try to take that away. Everybody has some demons, but at the end of the day, I always want to believe, you know, that everybody is good. They have some kind of good in there, but if you're not like, if you weren't raised, you know, with, with that mindset and some kind of moral compass and code or guidance, right. Like you were talking, I mean, that's what we're going to get. Yeah. And, and you're going to, you know, laws were made for a reason and it's usually made reactively to one or two people doing stupid stuff. You know, you hear the expression, one guy ruins it for everybody. Don't be that guy. Right. I mean, and, and that's, that's kind of what it feels like because it's very true. The law, this the, is where we're at. The law itself is reactive. It is reactive to new things. You look at any sort of technology that comes along and that includes gun technology. Um, the, the laws are going to lag behind and they're going to, they're, you know, you can't, how could you, how could someone write a law to predict the outcome of something 10 years down the line? That would be incredibly difficult and probably wouldn't get passed for that reason of it's not real yet. So, um, but to give, since we're on, since we're going down this, this rabbit hole, the QAnon thing. So yes, you should go watch it. We're only two episodes in. I don't know how many we're getting. It's a mini series, but this is a whole world that I did not I didn't know the QAnon thing happened the way that it did. I just heard QAnon conspiracies and all this stuff. I didn't understand to the extent of what was going on. And it was twofold. It was that as well as the First Amendment issues that came into play. So I've actually enjoyed it so far, the first two episodes. But I just didn't know to the extent of what was going on and how this all came about. So quick, the Cliff Notes version is there's this user on a online chat board um, that starts dropping these, they call them drops and they, he starts, he or she or they start dropping this information and people start following it. And this person um, 
puts themselves out there as if they have some high-level security clearance and they're close to the White House and they know things that are happening within the White House. It's pretty dangerous if you think about it. I mean, someone that's supposed to have this massive clearance to know things that they are not supposed to share and apparently they're posting it online. But again, to your point, it's anonymous. Um, and you know, I'm sure we'll go into that later. And if I had to guess this show is going to end on January 6th in front of the Capitol building, uh, that's kind of seems like that's where we're going. Uh, so very interested to see that out. I actually want to do a, a whole podcast on that once, uh, we kind of finish it or wrap it up. So I'm sure we'll come back to this, but one of the interesting things that ties into the guns is the first amendment, uh, freedom of speech online. These chat boards are, at least they're being portrayed as very uh, minimally regulated. Um, Obviously the, the decision to take things down or censor things is up to the the administrator of the website. So all of these people are on here anonymously, just posting terrible, heinous, horrific things. And you kind of see some of the people react when they're asked about the chat boards. They're like, they're kind of like, you can see them all just sit back in their seat and they're like, yeah, it's a, it's a tough place to be. They're like, it's not for the faint of heart. And then they show some of those images and it's, it's stuff that human, I, I, human beings should not see or say or, or do these things. There, there's a moral line that is definitely crossed, but then you, the, you know, then the question is, well, where does freedom of speech, how far does that go? Like where, where are those limits, you know? I think it's a it's a good question. I think, in all honesty, it randomly and weirdly ties back into uh, you know when we were talking through social media, right? Like, yeah, how do you really know what's true and what you're saying and what you're putting out there and and, and everything else? So, it's it's crazy to me that the way I think about it, right, is is words have power, right? Like words really truly have power. And if you want to put out blatant just BS, realize there's some people that are going to take that for card value and spread it. I mean, you know, like it is what it is. Like, you know, that's all we talk about it on here. We're like, hey, man, fact check us. You know, we, we don't know everything we're saying. We tried to do some research, you know, but honestly, you know, the whole way we frame this is we're just two guys talking. And, you know, we'd have these kind of similar conversations you know, anyway. So that's, that's kind of how we frame it, you know, and. There are some things that we've probably gotten wrong, but I guarantee you there's some people out there that have said stuff like, oh, well, hey, I heard this. This is what it must be. And, and yeah, we, we try not to put anything false out there, but everybody screws up. Everybody makes a mistake, right? I'm sure we're going to say two or three stats wrong just in this pot alone. I, you know, I don't think anybody knows really where they're going with it, and it's, it's scary. Um, I, I think it's scary, and it's something that I think should be regulated a little bit better. I think there needs to be some tor- some type of regulation around it. And I don't believe that regulation, ev- everything is the answer, right? I mean, I do believe that you do need freedoms to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, but we also need to think about the consequences of allowing just complete and total freedom. I mean, complete and total freedom can lead to just complete and total anarchy as well. Yeah, I, purge. I'm gonna, I mean, like, that's yeah, the purge. I, I'm going to jack this up, and Professor, Professor David Hudson is going to be upset with me. He, he doesn't listen to this, so it's fine. Um, but, but it's a general incitement of violence is kind of what we're, we're protecting against. So any kind of speech that's going to basically incite imminent lawless action, um, I, again, I'm just, this is 
it's been a while since I, I studied for the bar. Um, but, uh, but it goes against that first thing, right? It goes against life. Like your liberties can infringe upon someone's life. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and that's kind of what they're skirting around with on, on the, uh, the QAnon thing is so they can say whatever they want to until it breaks a law or it incites some sort of action. I mean, fair, but if you are riling people up and you're planting ideas in people's minds that are not true or or are true, I mean, I don't know. It's just how, how far does that go? It's still dangerous. It is still clearly, I mean, clearly people will take it too far. So, um, my other favorite, my other favorite line so far has been, uh, I really underestimated the, that the intelligence of the internet is less than your average person. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. People are dumb. People are really, really dumb. Not anyone listening to this. You're all brilliantly yeah. smart. Most of you guys are. There's a couple. There's, <laughs> hey, there's a there's a couple I, I out there out there. Um, but uh, anyways, so that that's just wow. We totally just went right off. We we had a little talk well, about how yeah, we were going to progress, and we just went right off of it. And I I feel like I started well, it, but uh, but listen, that's the first amendment. Now we're going to the second amendment. So I'll, <laughs> I want to read the second amendment. Do all it. right. I get it word for word correct. A well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. All right. Word for word. Yep. So we're pre-1800 at this point. I mean, we're over 200 years ago, right? We all saw the Patriot. We know what we're talking about here, okay? Thanks, Mel Gibson. Um, Muskets. (laughs) So... You can see why. I mean, I'm making a joke about that movie, but also I do love that movie. So aim small, <laughs> aim small, miss small. Let's go. Rip Heath Ledger in life and in it. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, you you can see absolutely why that was important at that time in the world, and and the concept of it is still very important. I do think that you should have a right to defend yourself. I think that's. Inherent, absolutely. And there is uh, a lot more um, actual, uh, I'm not saying actual oppression, but the, the government was oppressing the people in Great Britain back in the day. That's clearly, obviously, that's how this all, it's a very simplistic view. But um, the idea of having the right to bear arms to protect yourself or to rise up to an oppressive government makes perfect sense under that lens. Um, now apply it to 2021 and there's a debate go (laughs) there's more than a debate right here's the the biggest thing in my mind uh this is this is what i hate i think there there are people and there are organizations and there are lobby groups specifically the nra right and and i can go off on a tangent solely on the NRA for at least an hour. I won't do it. I'll hit on a few points during this, but if anyone wants to discuss the NRA with me, let's go. Um, That really kind of make this so, you know, biased to one side that it's not even close to what the central argument is anymore. The thought that the left is out here to take your guns is BS. Like it's complete and 
total malarkey, as some presidents might say. It's complete and total malarkey, right? So you think about it. If, if we've had you know, all these mass shootings and the sad fact that you and I both know that a mass shooting is defined basically as uh, any shooting where four or more people are killed, the fact that we know that and don't even have to like look that up is sad in and of itself, right? I mean, it, it truly is. And when you look at it, there is a consistent weapon used. Right. So why... I was trained with specific weapons when I was in the military. I shouldn't be able to get those same stupid things in a civilian life form. That, those are meant for war. So, not for hunting, not for defending yourself, not for any of this crap. They're fun to shoot. So I, I did a little bit of research before this. Not going to say it's totally accurate because it was from like 2018, some survey, but um, it, it was said there were 857 million guns across the globe. 85% of those guns are in civilian hands, non-military, which is, that's a crazy thought by itself. Um, of those, 393 million were believed to be in the United States of America. And at that time, uh, I think there was like 339 million Americans. So you're talking like 1.2 guns per person in the country. Um, so and I don't have a gun. Uh, I know a lot of people that actually, I know a, a lot, the majority of people that I know don't have guns, um, uh, which means a lot of people have a lot of guns, I guess. Does that make sense? A lot of individuals own a lot of guns. Um, those numbers are pretty wild. If you just like, let's back up my neighborhood. There's a thousand people in here. So you're telling me there's 1200 guns in my neighborhood right now. Wow. That's probably not a far-fetched number either, you know? Like, it's crazy. It probably is. There really probably is that many in your neighborhood right now. Mm, that is really like, just, yeah, I will sleep fine tonight. No big deal. And, th- <laughs> and think about it this way. How many of those are you going to trust to watch Wilder? And you want to, you, you know, hey, and, and, and really? And so also this study was done in 2018, and, and I, I said we were going to talk about this, but I remember when COVID first started, it felt like the world was ending and I legitimately almost went out and bought a gun. I've talked about it a million times just because it was like runs on the grocery store and the toilet paper scandal. And, you know, all this stuff was gone. And it was like, if things got worse, if people lost their jobs and they couldn't pay their bills. And we, I, I was legitimately concerned for like, I don't want to say the apocalypse, but like definitely some breakdown in society. And, I think that doomsday scenario is kind of what fuels a lot of people to get these, to get firearms, you know, and I, I would consider my, I I don't want to own a gun. I really would rather not. I don't, I don't feel comfortable around them. Uh, It's a weapon. I mean, it's a, it's a machine of death. You know, it's, it's meant to cause lethal harm to someone. I, I don't really feel like I need that in my life. Um, But I totally understand people that do. And I will be honest, last March pushed me to the point where I was almost like, all right, well, I need this to protect myself because there's the counter argument of, well, if you've got one and I don't have one, then I'm going to lose. I'm done. But if I've got one, I can protect myself, you know? So two sides of the coin. I don't know. The, 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 the way that I see that is like, you know, a good guy with a gun is always better than a bad guy with a gun. 
right? I mean, like that's that's the argument. But how about we just don't let the bad guy get the gun? You're gonna have to edit that word out. But how about we just don't let I can, the bad guy I can get just, the gun? I can just whoom right out of there. I'll actually put a gun shot in that when you say that. <laughs> like that's that's to me the simplest form to do it. And and what's sad is you have you know you're talking about the possibility of having to go get a gun. Um, you know, last March at the sun. Like I think everyone has that right. I, I don't want to infringe on that right. What I want to do though is manage what the hell it is you're able to get because you should you don't need an assault right. I want a bazooka. Why? Corey. I need a bazooka. Not that, need a bazooka. That episode in the office where my where uh, Dwight gets to go shoot the rocket launcher. <laughs> See, and that's awesome though because like, and that's okay. No, 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 no. It's, you're joking, but uh, like something like that, a 50 cal, a I mean an assault gun. Yeah, have those as like a special. You have to have a special license to carry, and you can ha- allow those at a special setting. If you, re- they're fun to shoot. I'm not gonna try to sit here and say they're not fun to shoot. Blowing shit up, they're is fun always to shoot. Fun. Blowing shit up is always fun as long as shit is not other human beings. Chime. So, I mean, chime time. So if you're able to do that, you know, properly supervised under the right conditions, you go for it. You know, but you don't need that in your house. You don't need that when you are having, uh, especially if you have some kind of mental disorder and are having something. See, that's the thing that gets me, right? Like, there's no training. I knew we were going down this route. Yes. There's zero training you have to go through to get a gun. Background checks are a joke at this point. Did you know that the the, uh, the there's no ATF database even? Like, they're like, oh, yeah, we got to get that. No, there's not a database. Yeah. The database is all paper. All right. It's all paper. So there's not even like a digital system that is allowed to be looked at for this. And it was all brought back from a 96 congressional amendment. It was called the Dickey Amendment, sponsored by the NRA. It's the guy's last name just happened to be Dickey, but I think it's, you know, it fits. And it was called the Dickey Amendment back in 96. And it, it basically reduced all the funds for, you know, the CDC does a lot of studies in the uh, in, in America, right? Not just around disease, but you know, mental health falls into that. You know, HHS kind of rolls up into the CDC when it comes to how they regulate, uh, you know, research and different things. But the ATF, CDC, HHS, all of these, you know, federal agencies basically got told you're not allowed to research this. You are not allowed to do any research. Do you, do you know? Okay, this is so infuriating. The just wind budget, him, wind them up and watch him go. The budget for gun research a year in America is $100,000. That is it. $100,000. That is so stupid. It doesn't seem like enough. That is so incredibly stupid. Now, here's the thing, and and, and I'm going to come back and circle into all these other options, but this is just, in my mind, so atrocious that I want to bring it up first. So in 96, we passed that that amendment um, in America. In 96, there is a Port Arthur shooting uh, massacre. Actually, it's the Port Arthur massacre in Australia. You know what Australia did? They went out and banned all assault-style guns in their country. Not allowed. To this day, how many? guess how many mass shootings they've had? Six. Zero. Okay. That was less than six. That was less than six. Zero cents. And they still have guns. It's, dude, in it's Australia. Australia. In like, Australia? those dudes are crazy. 
in Australia. And, that, and that's where we dumped all the prisoners over there, right? Right. <laughs> so bad. And get this, the other so, so the other sad thing, right? So the NRA has been lobbying globally now to try and prevent this. Uh, they they take the, you know, injustice anywhere is an infringement on my rights here, which you're stupid, but okay. Um, and then they went, New Zealand had a similar issue happen. Within six days of a mass shooting, New Zealand's like prime minister or who, I don't know what their person's called. I probably should have looked that up, I, whatever. But their main person within six days of one of those mass shootings passed an executive order basically saying, hey, we're banning assault style weapons and they haven't had any issues. It's simple. It is simple. You bring up some really good points, and I cannot help but think about some other topics that we've discussed here. Kind of seems like we have our own, we haven't planned this, but it seems like we've got some similar ideas. But the intersection here of capitalism and and mental health are like, it's big time, right? So, I mean, the reason why the NRA exists is because it's big business. It, again, it's the the like this comes back to the beginning of what I was saying. But the Beretta the, and Gap families each donated over a million dollars to the NRA just in the last year. Yeah, it it goes back to the idea that the principles that make the country great can also destroy us. So again, this is big business. So the stakeholders and those families and the the even the small businesses, even the small gun shops. They don't want guns to go away. And even if, look, you may say, okay, let's get rid of the assault weapons, assault rifles or, you know, AR-15s or whatever. That If that is 30% of their profit margin comes from those guns, they are going to fight tooth and nail to make sure that does not happen. And there are systems that are set up in the United States, such as lobbying, that is going to allow them to spend, if they spend $10 million a year lobbying for that, but they, but they, and they, that keeps them from losing out on $350 million in revenue or whatever, then it's totally worth it for them. And it's a total legal avenue, quote unquote. Um, they don't care that you die. Ex- I mean, it's, they don't care. it's like the Tony Stark thing in Iron Man 1, you know? He makes weapons. He's in the business of making weapons and it makes him a lot of money. So throw morals out the window. Um, so I think about the capitalism side of this, which you kind of touched on it's a machine that's moving forward. It's it's like, you know, it's like global warming as well. It's like oil. It's like any of those things, um, you know, chopping down trees. It's like big business is deep, so deeply rooted in what we're doing. It's so hard to stop. Those are trains that they're, they're multi thousand ton trains. And how do you stop that? You know, it's, it's very difficult and clearly just the waste of innocent life is not enough. I, that's a pretty wild thought if you think about it, but how, you know, thousands of people have died at the hands, you know, innocent people have died at the hands of weapons, just in the United States, going to the grocery store, going to the movie theater, going to class. I mean, high school, university, elementary school, that one might've been fake, but you know, it's not a big deal. I'm joking. I'm totally, I don't even, don't, don't, I'm just, I'm just just poking the bear. I'm just poking the bear. Okay. Um, any, any thoughts on the capitalism part? Cause I do want to go into mental health. You brought that up as well, but any thoughts on that? You, oh no, you were already hundred percent <laughs> dude. Yeah. I, trust me. I, whichever way you want me to go with this, I can go with it. So you want to talk about the capitalistic society over this thing, right? Yeah. It's all a money problem. The biggest, 
You know, the biggest gun uh, distributor in the U- United States is Walmart. Does not surprise me at all. How stupid is that? It's How pretty stupid. stupid is it? It's Walmart. I did look in Walmart when I was looking for a gun, though, and they didn't. They didn't have pistols. Yeah. They only had hunting hunting rifles and stuff. But you know what, dude? Like that is fine for me. So here's here are some of here are just some of the stats that like really upset me because it's it's not like it is. It's it's agreed upon. Eighty five percent support expanded background checks. Eighty five percent of people that have been surveyed over since two thousand and fifteen by the Pew Research Center have supported uh, enhanced background checks. And that that kind of goes into right, you know, seventy nine percent favor laws preventing uh, the mentally ill from being able to purchase guns. It, it makes sense because I, I I understand and will abide by the argument that a lot of people have that the you know the only time you see these kind of mass shootings and everything is by somebody who is a mental illness. Yeah, I I, I, I no mentally stable person is going to go and do that. So yeah, I, I get that. I, I'm one hundred percent on board with that. So then, what are you going to do about it? You need to fund actual programs to help support the mentally ill and let's make sure they can't buy a gun. How about that? How about that crazy logic? Wild, wild thoughts, wild thinking here. Um, this, you're proposing that you can actually have your cake and eat it too. Is that what you're saying? It's not hard, man, but it's, 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 it's honestly, it's lobbyists and different things like the NRA who come in and, and shut it down. They will, spend and pour millions and millions of dollars to, to run ads. And the, the easiest thing and the best way that the NRA is successful, because you think about all these different lobbying groups and, and you know, they generally have different things. The NRA has one single issue and their answer is no. Like that, that's just their answer. Does it have anything to do with gun? No, we're not. Don't put it on there. Anything. We're not doing it. We're going to allow, I mean, they're the ones that we're, basically allowing the, the CDC to go unfunded to perform any of this research. And like, that's, that's one of the other arguments, right? Well, there's no proof. There's no proof that if we were to ban assault rifles and all that stuff, I can mean, I can reference Australia again. And I can also reference that in Australia since then, even uh, homicide rates have gone down, even because they don't allow assault rifles. They, and not just a little bit either. It has gone down 50 to 60%. Homicide rates have gone down 50 or to 60%. And Australia since they banned assault rifles. Gun suicide rates have decreased. 73% of the homicides in America are done with guns. So I, 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 it's tough. I think about this and I go in circles because for me, obviously you feel very uh, passionately about this and I do as well, but more from a, I do feel like I'm just kind of sitting back watching it. Um, You seem like you have much more of an opinion on it, but I look at this and I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's a problem. People are dying by guns. The quickest and easiest solution is you take away the guns, right? But let's peel back the layers a little bit more. To your point, let's say, what are some alternatives to taking away the guns? Well, taking away certain types of guns, the ones that the, the the assault assault style uh, yeah. assault style the uh, what what are the different magazines what's the automatic automatic weapons you got automatic weapons yeah. I mean like I think that there should be honestly be a ammunition uh, limitation too right the yeah. fact that you it's can like, put in a drum of ammo and have five hundred yeah. bullets accessible to you in less like, than fifty seconds it's like medication as well it's like you don't need that many pills um, all right so here I'm getting to my point though so there that's an option. 
But then I'm let's let's keep on going back further. You you said that most of these people that you can see who are committing these acts are mentally ill or flip side they have been their mind has been warped or frustrated or changed by something. It could be a poor childhood, it could be it could be some random dude on the internet. It could be ISIS. It could be, you know, I mean, they get this belief that what they're doing is right or somebody else is doing something wrong. They go shoot up a pizzeria because they think that there's kids being sold in the basement when there's no basement. You know what I'm saying? Um, So there's just so many more layers to this. Think about, I, I even think about from an educational standpoint, not mental illness necessarily, but just intelligence in general. Um, I think we devalue the, the edu- our education system so much that if, if we put some more money into teachers in public education and had good role models who were justly paid for their work, who could set a good example and instill morals at a young age and educate the next generation instead... We got TikToks. Right, so I'm just I saying. I'm just like, saying. It's not. If you're gonna, if you're gonna not just take away the guns, then there's got to be a multi-layered, you know, thing. We're just, we're bad at some stuff. We're bad at some stuff. And I think that if you look at each individual, when it, when something happens, it's like you can kind of point like, oh, he had a rough childhood. Mom abandoned him, or dad was gone, and was exposed to bad things. Maybe there was, you know harassment or assault on him or her at a young age, you know, bad education, outcast. You can just point to all these things. And, uh, there's a lot of things that we could do better to prevent these, uh, horrific things from occurring. No, I a hundred percent agree. Like, honestly, like one of the three pillars that, uh, I would run on and the very first thing, the one thing that's most important to me is education reform and actually having a proper educational system that's funded and actually teaches people properly. Because if you think about the last time that we didn't have a deficit in in America going through the industrial revolution and really what we were and what became, you know, how we became the richest nation that there ever was, was because we were so much more intelligent and, and more capable of building and figuring out new technology and advancing things than anywhere else in the world. Well, that's caught up to us now. All right. And that's caught up to us because we haven't advanced how we educate our people. Right. So that I could we should do a whole thing on education because I have a lot to say on it. I think we could go into the whole free college discussion. I think there's a lot of different avenues that I'd like to explore there. But to keep it simple, I think that's definitely got to be part of it. There is by no means to say I don't believe there's any single one person on this planet that can solve this issue. I don't. I think there, this issue is so large and becomes so complex that there is not a single person. I don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. So where do you start, right? You know, we've used this saying a lot on here is, it, you know, a ripple can become a wave, right? I mean, we've said that quite a bit. And that's that's honestly what I believe you have to do with this. What you have to do is take the stupid partisan politics out of it. If 85% support expanded background checks, Get just that single thing passed. Make that single thing a law. Don't add 14 other, you know, amendments and different things to it to try to sneak it in and push it through. You know, don't say, oh, we're going to get minimum wage up to $15 if I can get, you know. No, stop it. Just stop it. Get this one thing through that everyone agrees on. Everyone agrees on this. It's, it's, that's, that's what makes it so frustrating. Because you look at a place like New Zealand, bro, like 
All they have is rugby. Sorry, New Zealand, but all you have is rugby. And if you can pass a law that can make your entire country better within six days and prevent mass shootings, the greatest country to ever exist can't do that? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, it's, just, it's, it's not, I don't understand. I, I, I literally don't understand how that, how that can just be allowed to happen. I don't get it. I just, I don't get it. We're looking short term. Right. Oh, that's that's oh, the issue. Oh, it is very oh, short-sighted. <laughs> Everything that I, I we're look doing at all my is so friends. reactionary and short-sighted. I look at so many of my friends living their life short-sighted. Like, what's tomorrow? You know what I'm saying? Not like, what's in three months? I remember when I was like 18 and people would ask me, what's your 10-year plan? I'm like, what? what? I mean, I kind of knew what I wanted to do. But uh, yes, as a country, you can't afford to, to be thinking like that. So, And I think just to... Not to go down this tangent either, but, you know, you look back and and talking about coming up through the Industrial Revolution and and America becoming America and really building on our wealth and and, and everything else. At that time, we built quality, right? You know, it wasn't necessarily quantity. At that time, we did have quantity because we had the better technology. You know, you look at Ford and the assembly line, you look at all those advances that came up that allowed us to produce for the world and be more, have a globalist economy view, economic view. Uh, but now you have places like China, Vietnam, Thailand, everywhere else that can way outperform us when it comes to the expediency of a, of a product line. I mean, they just can't. They're better at it than us. That's fine. And a lot of that is due to labor laws. And we, you know, again, whole was, separate thing. I was about to say that's labor whole laws right thing. there for sure. Whole separate thing. But if you don't educate who we have here, I guarantee you, you look at a thing, you look at your iPhone. All right. Look at your iPhone. I'm sure a lot of people have heard this stupid study. But look at my iPhone. Look at your I've, iPhone. I've looked at my iPhone like 30 times since we started this podcast, Corey. <laughs> I look at it 8 million times a day. And do you know where all that's made? I mean, like it's made, you know, like 17% made in, in Germany. 3% is made in Japan. Like it's everywhere. Yeah. Right. It's made everywhere because what Apple has done is they want the most efficient, but they also want the best quality. So if you don't educate our populace here, we're never going to have that quality again where people will actually spend the money to have it and actually, you know, perform for it. I mean, that's what we talk about, right? Like that's for my company. That's what we talk about from a selling perspective. Like, yeah, I have a more expensive product, but you know what? When you buy from me, you're buying a Mercedes Benz. You're not buying a Toyota. All right. And let me show you why. You pay for quality. I, I have said that on this podcast and that's one of those things I believe it's like, yeah, I could get the, the two time knockoff and when it breaks in three months, uh, I'm not going to. You don't have yourself to blame. I was going to say that. I'm quality not be breeds quantity in my mind. Like I honestly believe that if you, if you provide a quality product, you can breed quantity through that. Sorry. I know that's way off, but it just took yeah. us, took us out to left field and I bring us back. <laughs> So, okay. Yeah. All right. Let me shake it off a little bit. What was, uh, the, all right. Uh, let me ask you a question because this I think has been a debate. And again, it's not like we have any of the answers, but this has been a debate since we were born. If you ask me a question I mean, that's not about that. guns, I'm not answering it. <laughs> what, what? Well, no, this one, this one's, this one's about, what's the, what's the first, like, what's the first I guess, gun violent mass shooting that you can remember. That uh, actually, it's like, going gonna to be Columbine for sure. Uh, that one was like the most, that was the biggest shocking thing. And then there was all the lawsuits. Do you, do you know what year followed. it was? I don't remember the year. 
98. We were, it had to be like 98. I was thinking yeah. like 96, 98. Um, I'm sure we could find it here real fast, but yeah, that, that was 100% my, my first one. What, what do you, what are you I mean, getting That's the at? first one. 99. No, no, no. I mean, I was just 99. So yeah, we were right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, that's the first one that I remember too, right? Like, you know, I, I vividly remember hearing about that, seeing the images, seeing the guys run out of the high school, yeah. uh, you know, and like, I remember Trench coats and everything. It was pretty, it was pretty wild. Yeah. And then you look back on it now and I, and I hit on this to start it off, but there was a seven day stretch where we had seven mass shootings in a row, right? We've had, you know, Colorado, you know, Columbine talked about way back when Parkland, Orlando, uh, El Paso, Atlanta, you talk about uh, the, the movie theater, the Batman, right? Like, there's so many that it's almost like it's numb to us now. I, I have a couple thoughts on that. So one that I was talking to Kimberly about before we jumped on here was the difference between, I mean, there are still mass shootings, but the, the randomized violence of shooting people that you don't know versus gang violence or domestic disputes, things like that, they're not any better. But I do think there's an aspect of the randomness of, of a movie theater shooting scares me 10 times more. If I know that I've involved myself in drug trafficking and that there's some people that probably want to come take this from me and that I could die any moment, I'm kind of on notice that, you know, a <laughs> bullet might have my name on it. It's a pretty, it's a pretty dark a thing to say. little risk in there. there I, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, uh, we, watched, uh, we watched Yellowstone. Did you have you watched that yet? I still haven't. You so, told me to watch it. I still haven't done same, it. Same kind of deal. You're you're out west. You're living. I mean, it's like a lot of ex cons, and uh, you know that may be a, a risk of what you do. Um, when I'm shopping for cereal, I don't want to think that I could end up on the ground. Um, so. I just want to make that differentiation a little bit. It's not, it's not any better and it's still the same root problems, you know? Um, but just the, the randomness of an innocent and I'm not, you know, going into that, but an innocent person just going about their day and all of a sudden they're involved in this kind of thing. It's just, it just seems much more going to Vegas to a concert. Yes. Oh my gosh. That one. Wow. That one was probably one of the worst. That was what 50 people or something like that. It was a lot. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, because um, he just sat there and not like, but that that's being available to buy. But like and the fact that he, the fact that he like kept, he took them upstairs and then he went back for more and he took more upstairs and he went back for more and he took more. I mean, he what, was four trips or something. Like I think back from a from a hospitality standpoint, there was a bellman that I'm sure helped him with that. Like I'm sure some kid Those boxes and cases was taking up no boxes and cases of stuff. And not having any idea what it was, I've had a couple times at hotels where somebody will pull out like a, a hunting rifle or something. Not like I mean it's in a case, but I can tell like oh that's a that's a gun, it's a rifle. Um, and there's always that like it's not awkward, but it's kind of like oh okay, this guy this guy hunts. I couldn't imagine taking in like twenty to forty cases of stuff and then being like that dude that I just helped up just killed fifty people. What? Uh, what was I even talking about before this? The differentiation. Um, and then was there anything else you wanted to touch on real fast? Cause I, I also wanted to go into the mindset of the ever, the average American now just living through life, thinking about these things. 
I had one, and this is one of the debates that comes up, but I don't have strong opinions on this either way. I have a, I have a thought on it, but I'd be curious, you know, what you would say, um, especially because we've referenced and talked about like video games and stuff in the past, yeah. right? Just that mantra, right? Between violence in society and video games and movies, you know, what do you kind of think, do you, you know, you hear the argument, Oh, that's why, right. You know, that's, they, they played too many violent video games. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Man, and then that's, I'll give mine. you know, I, I think that's, it's, it comes back to an underlying issue. I don't think it's the video game. I don't think it's one thing. I, I you know, they, you t- they talked about Marilyn Manson going on trial or I, I don't even actually, did he actually go to trial? Did somebody sue him? He, the he family sued him. Trial, I think yeah. they did. Yeah. So I listened to some pretty heavy music. <laughs> some stuff that people would that's, probably, that's li- I, you know, I listen to some heavier, heavier metal music. Um, I also listen to Justin Bieber. So, I mean, you know, judge me, how, <laughs> judge me how you will. So, uh, I'm just a very eclectic sound and coming from that side of things. Yeah. Some of that stuff kind of sounds scary if you don't listen to that often. Um, but within that community of people and you go to those shows, it's, it's kind of more of a release for those people to kind of like, let that angst or I want to say aggression, but just that angst and that frustration out through music, as opposed to going to shoot up a school. Um, I played violent video games growing up. We both did. I mean, you know, Grand Theft Auto is a gnarly game. That is, it's terrible. There are, I mean, you can shoot civilians. There, there's prostitution, there's drugs. There's, I mean, it's, it's crime. It's just crime you are allowed to go just commit crimes all over the place. That being said, I've never had a notion to harm anyone there. I mean, lethally, you know? Um, so I think that comes again. I think it's multi-layered. I think it's, if you've got someone that is, that maybe has a mental illness, bipolar or, you know, some sort of other schizophrenia or some, something, you know, seriously wrong underneath. And then you compound that with a tough home life or, you know, a lack of, of, of parental figures or bullying at school. It, it's, it's so hard because it's sliding scale. <laughs> it's it hard. It's scale. hard to apply because you have to apply the lens to that individual instance. And so it's like, okay, well, if we fixed, if we, if we went to this one instance and we fixed this person's upbringing and then we move it over to the person to the left that's the same thing. The same things we did to fix this person would not fix this other person, which is why it's so hard to legislate this stuff because it's, I, you know, to your point, obviously I'm going to let you jump in on that, but I'm just saying from a, a legal perspective, how do you put a law into place that will only fix 30% of the problem? I, I get that there One. are, I get that there are solutions there. I'm going to let you have your moment, but I'm just saying, it's hard to answer, to finish your question on video games and music. I don't think that's it. I don't think, I don't think any of that stuff plants ideas in kids' minds to go do that unless there's some underlying or other extenuating circumstances that may, maybe that's the tipping point. Maybe that, that tips them over because of whatever it is, but I, not, not alone. And that's just from a personal experience. I mean, so go so ahead, one. go on. I'm so happy that you said sliding scale. It, that that made it, this whole it hurt me. fantastic. It hurt me. It I made me. Want. It made me so happy. I didn't want it to. It made me so happy. I didn't want to. <laughs> Two. 
if I could improve and save lives by 30%, I'll do that. That is a great point. That is a good point. Right? Now, now that's me playing devil's flip, advocate. To flip what side. Said. Flip now, side, let me flip tell you what that. I think. What if, what if the 30% that you correct infringes upon 70% of the other people who didn't need that? That's the issue. You know what I'm saying? It's that's it's, why laws are made. I, I mean, like that's what a law is, right? I that's know. the reaction. But then, the, what would if those seventy people, seventy percent of people, object now and, get angry and, and go and, to, and, and then they file train. suit, and then then it's going to get knocked out. So I mean, it comes kind of comes back to the free speech thing. It's like most people don't go online and post heinous stuff, but you know, those do some do. Maybe we should. Maybe we should correct that ten percent. Um, you know, so I think, but, I mean, I think, that but is, I think that's where you put hey, the limit. Look, right? to, to your point, yes, if you could fix 30% of gun violence in one fail swoop, do it. I mean, I, you know, I'm, yep. I'm down. Um, yep. No, that's, that's just me. But so, but here, here's kind of what I think. Uh, I, I think that the best point to that argument is that if you look at it by a percentage of users and what they actually do, Japan actually has the highest uh, player and, and watch rate of violent movies and violent video games in the world. And they have some of the lowest levels of gun violence in the world. So, you know, I, 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 that's, that's the argument in my head. But I do think that there is a sound, you know, kind of level of microaggression that does kind of start ticking in there. But then it kind of feeds into the, the mental aspect of, you know, you may be a little mentally unstable to some degree to, to kind of it, it builds up until that snap hits. Right. And, and that's that's the issue. So, you know, in, in my mind, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to claim that I have every answer. I'm not trying to do any of that. I, there is, it is compounding, but, chime. Chime time. Uh, but uh, I do think that, you know, that's why you need to properly fund and research mental illness and, and actually provide resources that can, that can help identify that even, even earlier, right? Because I think that would help out in those other 70%, right? Whatever it might be. In, in those cases, I think it could, I think that would it help so much. Just just that. Just that. Give me some stronger uh, background checks and help me fund and get better support for the mentally ill. And I think you see a drastic decrease just off of that. And I'm not trying to. That's not, even, that's not with an assault rifle ban, which I would strongly support. That's not with a magazine limit, which I would strongly support. Because if you think about it, right, it's four or more people. These guys that are doing it are kind of sometimes just widespread, wide open, just firing away. They don't, you know, aim is one thing and, and hitting is another, right? And if they're having to reload, that's at least giving that good guy that you want to talk about that might have that gun a few extra seconds to actually stop it, right? That's, yeah. that's having him having to reload after the old six shooter, right? I mean, and then go from there. So... I, I don't know. I, I think that that is, that is like five different things, right? That yeah. I said I only said so, two. So again, but I, but I, that's that's kind of what my entire point I'm getting back to is like, yeah, you could try to do one thing, but it's going to be a full court. It's got to be a full court press of stuff. Like, we just need to get better as a society of taking care of those people that are hurting uh, mentally. Um, we could do a better job with education because I feel like, I do feel as if education also comes with less, maybe bias, uh, not discrimination. What's the word I'm looking for? Maybe it is discrimination. Hatred, all of those things. Bigotry, what am I looking for? Sometimes my brain just stops. But I guess what I'm getting at is I feel like, I feel like a better educated 
more well-rounded person who's received an education from someone with a moral compass is more likely not to hate his neighbor or her neighbor, obviously. Um, but the, the last thing I want to, <laughs> I did want to get to this before we forget, because I, otherwise I'm just going to forget. You make a lot of very good points, but uh, such a common conversation I've had with me and friends and Kimberly and everything is just like, when you put yourself in certain situations and you have to be aware of what is going on around you. And we kind of talked about this already, but like when I go to a movie theater, I, do you think about this? I mean, we haven't been to movie theaters in a while, but like I'm always thinking, where are my exits? I'm always trying to sit kind of to one of the sides, um, even though that's not optimal for viewing pleasure. Um, but what are your, you ever, you ever go into a place? I mean, I'm sure you have a military background as well. Um, I'll tell you, I didn't before that. Like I, I was just naive and just like, what, you know, I didn't think about it. Yeah. But if you've seen this stand up, you'll know what I'm talking about. But in one of Chappelle's new standups, he talks about gun violence and the fact that he was talking to one of his kids and his kids like, why are you and they have school today? He's like, what, what do you mean? You mean you didn't have school? He goes, well, we were doing a, uh, uh, a drill all day for if there was a shooter, right? Yeah. Active shooter and what we needed to do and all that stuff. And then he kind of goes, he goes, man, we never thought about that. Like, you know, and you, unless you're there, you don't, I mean, like, unless that's your reality, you really don't think about it. But I think it's become so common. A lot of people do. It's so, a lot it's of people so think about widespread it now. now in schools. You know, I remember when Kimberly was working at a charter school, they had a kid who even just said like, I'm going to, I think he said, I'm going to shoot you or shoot somebody or shoot some kid or something. He just said that and he was just mouthing off. I, but, but at like 15 years ago, 20 years ago, Oh wait, what did I say? 99. Oh God. So 25 years ago, <laughs> you, uh, probably just like shrug that off, whatever, send the kid home, whatever, call parents. And then it was like whole school went into lockdown teachers at every corner, all that stuff. You know, it's funny you say that that way. When we were growing up, what did we do? We did fire drills. We did tornado drills. Remember tornado yep. drills? Where they would just throw yep. us in the hallway or bathroom in or whatever. In the hallway or we go in the bathroom. Yep. yep. And then I think about... That j- middle school bathroom, you know, by the way, oh, is oh, awful. That know, was such a bad bathroom. I would, I would take me... take Tornado, take me. Just take me away from this Dude, place. Get no. me out of... And then remember the one time it like flooded and then like oh. flooded through the window in the background? Like it was so oh, gross. That's oh, terrible. That gross. So my, my point is in Japan, they do earthquake and tsunami drills as well did you know that i did not know that but I, it makes I, sense i saw it somewhere on on the the web somewhere i who knows but uh it's okay that those are earthly those are force majeure those are those are acts of god you know what i'm saying Weather, think about this the All earth. Right, think about this we, we to, need, to that point our parents right are are they that old? How old are our parents? Do we think about the Cold War, right? Like I was they, say they nuclear. went through like under the yeah. desks, like yep. nuclear. Like yeah. that was real. Okay. We're talking about our kids are having to take drills for for, for active shooters. That I mean, those are that's just other people. That's other Americans. Those are the people that you should be on the same side of. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it's it's absurd. Like, like and it's, so it's, it's totally like earthquake. Sure. Tornado. Sure. Fire. Sure. Some dude that's off his rocker shooting everybody. What? 
we're you, should, you shouldn't have I, to. I remind, like, you shouldn't have I, to. Do I that. say this to myself a lot. This is one of those one of my favorite lines from Forgetting Sarah Marshall when uh, Aldous Snow is sitting there and they show up and they're like, "Oh, there's only one table left, but you guys can share." And they start walking over to. The, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's fine. We'll sit together." And Aldous goes, "We are actually gonna let this happen." because he knows this is about to be awkward and terrible and i think there are some moments in life where i'm like we are actually going to let this happen we are letting this happen i I mean what wake the up preach no the way that honestly the way i want to end it is by quote right i mean we talk all this stuff, and, and we don't have all the answers. We don't. We have ideas. We have ideas that can help. You know, if we can solve 30% of the problem, though, that's that's a lot of the problem. I'll take it. I'll take 5%. I will take anything I can get that can save a life, right? Like, at the end of the day, I think that's what we should all strive to do and, and be better and actually unite around. But here's the way that, in my mind, I really like to think about it, because Everybody talks, you know, well, back in my day, you know, we used to bring guns in the back of the truck to school. And nobody said it. Well, OK, well, no one cares. All right. Because if, if you want to go back then, let's let's talk to your childhood hero then, Mr. Andy Griffith. All right. Now, this is what he said about guns. Right. When a man carries a gun all the time, the respect he thinks he's getting might really be fear. So I don't carry a gun because I don't want the people of Mayberry to fear a gun. I'd rather they would respect me. That's your sheriff. And that's the way it should be. As a reminder, you can interact with us on Twitter at talking underscore B underscore S. And you can, of course, find us on all major podcasting platforms, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. This has been another episode of Talkin' BS.